You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. I like flight sins, and most of the narrative around in flight sins is usually pilot bullshit, and here's this mission, go blow up the thing. Also, don't die getting shot. Oh, fuck, there's a complication in the mission. We're going to need you to do this. Right. I'm like, this complication doesn't make sense, and they're like, war doesn't make sense. Do the thing. That's flight sims. Right. I think you just need to play more flight sims. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I just, we just, we, but there's actually like full on narrative, like, like literally, like the flight sims. A lot of them have like this wild, overarching narrative that's very important. Right. I mean, I think that's very fine. important. It's act, and sometimes it's actually really good. Um, but what you just don't want anymore is the bullshit. Like I said, I don't like. I'd like a real life. Like I wouldn't mind. Like that sounds like you're playing through a real military campaign with ups and downs and things. You know. Something doesn't make sense but <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean yeah i mean you're right I'd, I'd like something just a little more grounded in reality because the reality of world war ii is already i mean it's we effectively... haven't had a reality in world war ii game right and i think i'm ready for it because we've been fighting because i essentially I, I remember playing medal of honor <laughs> like i was I'm, i remember distinctly playing medal of honor the first world war ii game and i mean like the first popular like the first one with like like DreamWorks, Steven Spielberg stepped behind it for PlayStation 1 20 years ago. I remember playing it. And the narrative hasn't changed much. In fact, I would be arguing that we're getting more, like, that was, like, the last one. Because the narrative for that game was very much you just surviving encounters. Including two, three levels where shit fucked up and you just had to run. <laughs> like, in the middle of the mission, you were like, you have to leave now. Something went wrong. You have to leave and you're just, like, being chased by several, several Nazis. And you just hope you don't die. And that's just, and at the end of it, there's no, like, there's no, like, there was that somber, like, Saving Private Ryan coding, but all the missions were just you doing a thing. There was no celebration of you. There were no, it's not like you were in some platoon with your high school buddies or other nonsense, you know what I mean? There wasn't like you and Dave and Sketch and Bebop, you know, from the city all being in some group together, you know what I mean? None of that Captain America nonsense. It was for real. Like, you just, you're just in a war. You survived the war and beating that game felt good because it made a difference in the war. <laughs> I survived the war. That's it. There's not much to it. I don't know. But I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I'm starting to really understand. Starting to really understand uh, what I like to play. Like I call it Red Dead Redemption, best picture simulator. Too real for me. It's actually the most boring thing in the world. It's entertaining. But it definitely has a pace separate from everything else. I still prefer Assassin's Creed. And at this point, Destiny. Towards the towards the upper end of the power of the power grind, you uh, they definitely take the wheels off and you just You're back to you're back to normal, even in Crucible. So you just you're just you know, I mean there's lots of bullshit people complain about, but I was like, that's destiny. That makes me happy. Like we're we're complaining about things that kill you instantly suddenly. <laughs> and it's just like there we go. That's where we're, that was a sweet spot. Where you could do your thing that kills people instantly. Somebody else is going to do their thing that kills you instantly. Someone's going to come through and blow up all of you instantly. And then someone's going to complain. And that person's going to get sniped in the back of the head. And that, there you go. And that's, that's it. We're, we've got it. Everyone complaining about something. This is where we were at. This is it. I remember every time I get Titans, every time I get shoulder charged, I want the game to delete itself. And that is where <laughs> it needs to be. I don't never want to change it. 
Every time some Titan turns a corner and does not stop running and I'm in a tough <laughs> position, I hate the game so much. I hate the person controlling the Titan. I hate the game. I want the game to delete itself off my hard drive every time. Every single time. Especially sometimes they'll like they'll shoulder charge like humbling experience they'll shoulder charge right like i'll be jump i'll jump straight up as high as i can and they'll shoulder charge straight up it'll look like an editing problem where they're just <laughs> flying up after me and then kill me and i'm just like all right you right yes! there. trash this game is trash My but you know people a trash game i never want them to change it this is de that's <laughs> destiny that is that's a sweet spot right there there's some weapon there's always some exotic that's killing everyone with relative ease everyone's grumbling about there's some super that they have this super called Nova Warp where you just kind of fly around at max speed and blow up randomly as a warlock. You can kill someone behind you and above you. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the most ridiculous thing. Every time someone does it to you, you hate it. Every time someone else on your team does it, it gets hype and you follow them around and shoot everybody trying to shoot at them. It's just... I'm so glad they brought the nonsense back. Right. Right. It was awful without the nonsense. It was boring. Right. It was, um, it was very important unbalanced gameplay is key to the destiny experience <laughs> it's very very important that's not true it's, it's balanced in a way it's balanced and so that everyone has some bullshit yes and that is destiny one and your job is to avoid someone else's bullshit while managing to get off your bullshit and then working within a team framework for everyone's bullshit to succeed in a in a well in a vacuum they bring so, back 6v6 yes God. They brought back, uh, they brought back six v six. They brought back um, punching, um, punch people twice. Um, they bring punch they, everybody. You can punch everyone again. Um, it's official. You can punch everyone again because you can get. I've seen Titans running around the city with getting real, real physical. They have um, they have that thunderclap super, but they have the variation of it where you can just like thunderclap without it being the super, and if you do it right then you can just destroy everyone like it's a mini super it's a build you can have you take an exotic and you do it this way and then you can do it often and if you set up your character right you can do it do it often and then punch guys and then you get your real super and then you hover around and you fly around and thunderclap people and you know it's always funny because every once in a while you look over a group of guys and you'll see a titan floating over with a bunch of them and you go okay we have to go and then like only it's always funny because two people know that what's going to happen and somebody else even wants to keep shooting into the crowd and they keep shooting and you see a titan just kind of hovering over the back of it and you go we have to go and then me and two <laughs> other guys will just take off running and then we'll jump and turn away and you'll just see this titan <laughs> and get four kills and oh. i'm just like and we're back <laughs> we're back guys <laughs> because you know and sometimes the titan will like and you know the titan will like emote even though it's going to get killed so you see the titan like all the body flying thing and i'll see some titan doing some and he'll get shot to death. We'll shoot him, but he'll just be like, this is totally worth it. Yes, yes, yes. And I was just like, that Titan was very happy. And that's the, and that's the thing I think is missing is there are happy Titans. They're infuriating because they're just trying to tackle you, but they're very, very, you can tell the user is happy. And that is destiny. That, that's my favorite part, especially like Titans were depressed. Yeah. Titan, you said Titans this were depressed. I was depressed. And I knew that if I was depressed, other Titans were depressed. Mm-hmm. You're just like, but our fun. What do we do? We have to team up with warlocks to have fun. <laughs> Where's our fun, Bungie? I was gonna say in PvP. Right. Not fun. Right. 
so they've had so and also in pve the power climb creates like when you start to hover around 580 590 600 you feel way more powerful and then i don't know if this is by design they stop giving they used to they do is they give you every time you play every day you play you have a chance to get a priming gram and they give you a, a drop higher than your power level but when you get to 600 i feel like they drop more exotics so once you get to 600 and you keep playing they start giving you all the exotics like the random ones so uh-huh. i've gotten like nine of them in two weeks since they patched it i don't know if they patched that in or whatever i just got max power level but it's like all the exotics now are like just gateways into ridiculousness and it's just it just feels like you know towards the end they're just like yeah fuck it blow everybody up speed run all the content blow up the raid don't care and i like I said, I think they've they've nailed it. People grumbling about content and people blowing through all the content and slightly unbalanced crucible is the sweet spot. And I think they're they, I don't know if they see it, but it's where they're at. So that's it. I, th- I don't know. I think we're in a good place. Everyone can get on and do the bullshit that they were doing before. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 I don't know whether they know what they're doing. But they might be doing something or the other, but I don't know. Well, it's a different studio, I believe, that's taking it over. That took it over for the Apparently apparently Bungie, a lot of the a lot of the stuff was actually handled by Bungie themselves, believe it or not. That's what's that's what's taking it back. So Bungie all of a sudden had some idea of what they're doing. They seem to have rigging and control of the ship. We'll see. Um we have no reason to trust their long term vision just yet, but I mean, their long-term vision is fine. It's their short-term that's wild. <sighs> I definitely think they learned from this. They did learn. That there was learning that happened. I'll freely admit that much. Definitely learning that definitely. Like happened. they were definitely surprised by their own learning. They were like, "Wait, what? Oh, oh, we alienated the entire base of our game." Sorry, base. I apologize. Right. Um. Now it's wild. But I, like, if somebody wants to give me Forsaken, or if somebody would like to graciously be my Xbox spouse. I already I already gave you Forsaken. No, I don't have Forsaken. I thought I already got you Forsaken. Nope. Oh. Eh, I'll, I'll fix that. No, you got me other stuff. Oh, okay. So. I think you got me Switch games. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I'll fix that whenever you get on. I just assume you're just playing a million other things. So, that's fine. I don't understand the issue. I'm always playing a million things. Right, but uh, I assume you just was low on the priority list. So, so. It's always low on the priority list. <laughs> Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. Episode of Ad Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, and with me, I have the most delicious name in podcasting, Elise Bacon. Uh, how are you? Hello. Uh, it's been a minute again. So, what have we missed? I mean, we recorded last week. But this is just going to drop like two days late. Hi, happy Sunday or What's Monday. That? What happened last Whenever week? This happens. It's Veterans Day weekend. Oh, right. We don't do anything on Monday. 
I don't do anything on Monday. Other people do everything on Monday. And in honor of Monday, I would just like to have a shout out to all the veterans in my life, your life, mm-hmm. and our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a good time for me to be salty at um, Battlefield Five for being mildly exploitive, right? I can do that. Yeah, actually, I can do that. Exploited. I didn't realize they were even bringing it out over. Like I just, I didn't realize they, I didn't realize that it was Veterans Day on Monday. Didn't realize they were bringing out the trial for Veterans Day weekend. Yep. And I didn't realize that they were just going to go full steam ahead with this tone deaf, <laughs> hyper dramatization of an extremely bloody, violent war that scarred everyone involved. Got it. Cool. Yes. Jeers. Extra jeers. I thought <laughs> I just didn't like it. Like I was just being old. And I actually, I just, I, w- I thought I was just being a very old 35 year old man who's had enough of the BS after 20 I, years. So. You're not old. I feel old. I think when you, when you recall enough information, like I remember, like I said, I remember playing Medal of Honor, the original Medal of Honor, like 1999 or something like that. So when you remember too much stuff, you become old air quotes. I understand I'm very young. My skin is amazing. I look fantastic. I can run. I can jump. I get it. I'm not old, but I remember. I don't, know about, I don't know about the whole, if you recall too much stuff, you're old. Because you recall stuff that people, enough people around you have forgotten. And that is, that is the, like, even if it's, to, it's old to me, I actually know an issue with it, but I just find myself recalling more things now. We're at the point where I'm remembering things from 20 years ago, 25 years ago, wrestling, news, video games, music. I'm recalling it and I'm bringing it up and people are like, oh, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, I didn't remember. And, you know, they're, you know, they're, not, they're not much younger than me, but they're young enough where they're like, I didn't remember. I didn't remember. Like, all right, cool. All right. I'm fine. I'm honored. I- highly entertaining i'm honored i just like i like going up to um my 20 year olds that i work with and just like being like hey do you know this thing and if they don't know it i'm like that's adorable you know my favorite thing is is um for some it's a a thing it's a thing that comes to mind now i realize i just like the litmus test there are two things the, well, actually, just in general, the play, the original PlayStation launch lineup with Jumping Flash and Battle Arena Toshinden. Like I mentioned, Jumping Flash, and it's just, it's just, it's a, it's just an age check. You either were old enough to have played Jumping Flash when your PlayStation came out, or you weren't, and you have no idea what Jumping Flash is, and you cannot even begin to piece it together. Jumping Flash. He played as that robot bunny, I think it was. Jumping Flash. Some people are listening right now, and they go, I go, oh shit. And some people are like, um, uh, what the fuck? And then they're Googling, looking it up on their phone. They pause the podcast to look up what the fuck Jumping Flash is. But it's fine. I enjoy it. I enjoy, I enjoy my advancing age. I enjoy it. I guess. I look fantastic, and that's all that really matters. Nobody has any idea how old I am, and it amuses me every day. Yeah, nobody can tell how old you are. There's no way you can possibly gauge. Like, no one will be able to tell how old you are ever again. And, um, yeah, so you're just, you're, you're somewhere between 27 and 45, and then somewhere you will be somewhere between 35 and 55, and then you will be between 50 and 75, and then people will just wring their hands at the whole operation and be like, all right, the bacon is 141 years old. It's none of our business anymore. <laughs> yeah, nobody has any idea. So, yeah. So Every time I get carded, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, it's fine. It's fine. You, you, I'm not even mad about it. You don't. 
you don't communicate. The only thing that communicates, I always say this is about black people, black, black non-dudes. It ate your eyes age you. That's it. Because black people look tired. Black non-dudes look uniquely tired, separate from everyone else. That caffeine solution totally gets rid of oh, no, that. No, oh, no, 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 no. Not the area around your eyes. The raccoon eyes, you can have that rubbed off with caffeine solution, that thing you use. Oh. But your eyes actually look just more like you've seen more crap. It's just you've just seen more, and that doesn't come out. The bags around your eyes can come out, but the actual fatigue in your eyeballs does not come out. And that's the only way you can age black folks, especially black non-dudes. The only way you can age them, because y'all are just, you're just out here in some age range, just a general age range. You're like a demographic. How old is Elise Bacon? 25 to 42. That's it. Not where near 42, but okay. Right. <laughs> I'm saying this because when you are 42, you will look exactly the same as you do right now. Oh, I'm calling that. Yeah, I'm calling that. You're locked in. This 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 whole face thing, you're locked in. Oh, so. yeah. I've got one of those faces that I'll have forever. Mm-hmm. But, I'm totally with it. Um, we also have uh, proper housekeeping, uh, namely to point you in the direction of our own artist, podcaster, streamer, Elise Bacon, who has their own Etsy. It's a... Uh, Lost in Pandemonium, Etsy.com backslash Lost in Pandemonium. Buy art from Bacon. Also, there's a, there, Bacon has their own Patreon, which is also Lost in Pandemonium, isn't it? I remember what my Patreon is. You are terrible. I will look <laughs> I it up. Literally, I, I have been so full of anxiety that I haven't actually logged into my own Patreon. Right. So let me. <laughs> hey, yeah, guys. Pa uh, <laughs> it's awful uh yeah it's patreon anxiety is the worst <laughs> i hear you uh patreon.com backslash lost in pandemonium is the patreon etsy is lost in pandemonium buy art support art support bacon if you like the show but you don't like all the other shows which is a distinct possibility you keep bacon on this show by giving bacon money that's how you keep keep them on the show. Money, support, even independently of what we do here. Just throwing that out there. Also, uh, making streams on a schedule-ish. Ish. Light-esque, light-type schedule seasoning that goes on top of your meal, but you don't eat it separately on Twitch. Uh, Twitch is uh, the Baconzilla or Baconzilla. The Baconzilla. The Baconzilla on Twitch. You stream on, what is it, Fridays and Sundays, I believe, is it? I stream on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. Uh, Eight-ish, usually, eight -ish. to 10 p.m. I say ish because I have chronic CPT. It's important that you understand this is PST, Pacific Standard Time. If you are listening, remember, put the stream on to go to sleep. I say this all the time. I was bacon. Bacon stream is an excellent sleep aid. Bacon's voice, playing whatever, perfect sleep aid. So even if you're on East Coast Standard Time and it's 11 and you're you need to go to bed, just leave it on. Leave it on in a tab. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like not like brown noise or white noise. It's bacon noise. Bacon noise in the background to help you sleep. It's fully recommended. If you don't sleep better with it on in the background. You can come right to me. I'm guaranteeing it. Come right to me. 
with all of your complaints that I couldn't sleep, like you said, even if I had on the bacon noise Twitch generator all night and it didn't work out for me. Talk to me, ansfreeman at twitter.com. Come at me. We'll talk I about it. I feel like if they wake up, it'll probably be because I suddenly cackled out loud. It does. It's part of the experience. It's just like how it's like how that city noise sometimes has a honk in it, but because you're already in it, it's all part of it's all part of the soundscape. It's all part of the soundscape. Helps you sleep. Helps you rest. I believe we've nailed. I believe we've pointed all the fingers and all the arrows towards bacon is there anything else i might be missing something i don't know if i'm missing anything if you want to support all of unreasonable fridays patreon we are on fridays we uh, like money and that money does get divided amongst the hosts and it pays for all of the hosting and equipment that we use because this shit is expensive hmm. so please support us support everybody support all the things if you cannot support financially please share Share and favorite our things. Leave us reviews. These are all things that you can do that don't have dollar amounts, but then can give us dollar amounts in return. There you go. Thank you, Bacon. All right. So um, it says here on the notes that were prepared earlier in the week, it says uh, Blizzard explains why Overwatch doesn't have a black character. Now, as you can imagine, Blizzard handled it deftly. <laughs> With um, an open heart and an honest response, directly directly concerned, directing directly addressing the concerns of the African American gamer community. I don't think they actually addressed the concerns at all in it. Mm, no, they didn't. <laughs> it was just a bunch of words. Mm. They said a lot of words that said a lot of nothing. No, they didn't do. Much. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, oh, uh, Blizz, BlizzCon was last weekend, right? Uh, yeah. Did I talk about this on the last show, or did I just talk about it in the meeting? Uh, you planned on talking about it on the show, which is why we're talking about it on the show. Uh, mm. uh, right. Uh, so, uh, Blizzard fucked up in a really spectacular fashion. So, Blizzard announced a new character for their game, Overwatch. And that wonderful character is this really awesome-looking female cowboy character also has a little robot body buddy named bob and this uh cowboy cow woman cow whatever it has long white hair her name is ash she shoots stuff she's a desperado uh and there's you know her lore ties in with mccree and whatever mm. now of course in overwatch there are lots of characters and there are no explicitly, in no uncertain terms, um, black women in any of the characters. I don't know how many characters there are in Overwatch, but there's a lot. Uh, there are seven white women characters, and now Ash is another one. Um, there are characters of other ethnicities, and before people get into it about, oh, but what about Symmetra? What about Sombra? So, those characters are brown, but not all characters are black. Not all brown characters are black. Like, that's just that's just a thing. And Farrah, uh, there's... She's Egyptian, isn't she? She is Egyptian. And whereas 
Yes, Egypt is in Africa. Um, Egypt is considered by a lot of Egyptians and a variety of people just part of the Middle East. Uh, there's all kinds of sociological reasons for this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not really well versed enough to really speak on it. Mm -hmm. This is just what I have been told by a variety of Egyptians that I know. People of Egyptian descent, like they identify themselves as Arab and there are a myriad of Egyptians who may have like dark skin or light skin or, um, you know, very like black, but there's a whole swath of them. So again, not all brown people or dark skinned brown people are black. Like that's just, that's just the thing. And also black is generally considered descendants of uh, the transatlantic slave trade diaspora so again sociological reasons but there are no explicitly black women characters in all of overwatch there are a hamster there there is a hamster amy is wonderful but is a hamster there is a gorilla which contrary to white people's belief is not a black character I'm only repeating what I saw on Twitter. People were literally on BGG's thread saying that Winston's black. Winston's un unironically. Winston's not even a man that was turned into a gorilla. Winston is a gorilla that was Win given sentience, his ability to talk. Winston's not even a man that was, it is a gorilla now. Nope. He's always a gorilla. They did experiments on him to make him super smart and Winston, still a gorilla. Same thing with Hammond. They're experimented yep. on animals. And we got Winston and Hammond. Hammy! That's right. Even though Hammond, Hammond's origin story is dark as all get out. It's a tangent we'll have to talk about later. The fact that he like crashed, he crashed and built his own robot and like became the champion of like a junk rat's gladiator battles and like his junker town sh stuff. He killed people. Like, that robot that he's wielding in the game is literally built from the blood and debris of his enemies who were who were driven before him as a sentient. He doesn't talk. He's just super smart, but he still doesn't talk because he can't. And so Hammond's story is one of blood and victory. Like, I feel like we don't talk about his origin story enough. And like, we're like, oh, he survived. He built his own robot. He is so cute. Look at this hamster. He drives. He's destroyed his enemies. All of them. Destroyed his enemies. Yes, he's the vanquisher. He's the I vanquisher. Yes, he's the great I'm, destroyer. I'm learning how to play Hammy. He's great. I watch Amani use him. I see people using him. He's Hammy great. Is the best. He's the great destroyer. He is great. I, I also love Hammy because we all have to love Hammy because I don't want that smoke. I don't want it with that I hamster. I know. I don't for death destructive hamsters. I don't. It, it's, you, you, I don't want it with him. You can continue. Nobody wants it with Hammond. Hammy. Nobody. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> there are none. And yes, literally white people are in BGG's like mentions being like, what about Winston? I'm like, uh, you guys are all terrible. You are all horrible. Why? This is terrible. Um, and so the creators of Overwatch basically were just like, well, we have like seven new characters that are in the making and 
we have plans for diversity. We have an array of diverse characters. We aim for diversity, but we still don't have any black women. But there might be one coming out soon because we have seven new characters. Watch us play our game. Now, the best part is, is like in this whole thing where they unveiled Ash, they also like showed Ash's like skins that they were planning, but they also and like concept art designs. And one of the and like the original concept art, Ash was actually brown. Right. That was that's a bad so, look. Like at some point they had the idea this what character? Brown, dark skin, long black hair, and then it evolved into not. That's also when you and I kind of have questions for that process. Mm-hmm. So just, you know questions and you know the fact that they were then following it up with their um hearthstone uh their uh hearthstone expansion you know release where you know a bunch of white guys were on stage talking in terrible fake jamaican accents yeah yeah blizzard done fucked up yeah the worst part is is blizzard should know better Especially, you know, knowing that their trolls are some of the most problematic characters in gaming. Um, I mean, you're right. But I'll say this. And this is this will sound bad. And then there's the witch doctor from Diablo 3, which makes no sense why they would do the witch doctor in Diablo 3, when the black character in Diablo 1 is a badass black man wizard. Right. And he is just like, like what you think, when you think of a wizard, it was that guy, except he was black and deep voiced and was just super cool. And then the black character in Diablo 2 was Paladin and it was probably the most popular character in all of Diablo 2. And now the only black character we have in Diablo 3 is a witch doctor which is literally 1930s, like, Hollywood and narrative stereotypes in the worst ways ever. Like, literally throwing jars of frogs and stuff, wearing straight up, like, a mockery of indigenous attire, and they think it's okay, even though there was a huge thing of it. Like, there's, like... 20 years of blizzard fuck up so you'd think they would know better by now it's um i realize this and it's something i've had to i'm 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 nervous about putting my my brother on blast but i will i will walk past that temptation and simply say that i think white people even as they champion diversity don't realize and it happens a lot privileged people need to keep washing up it's very easy privileged people are like kids where all it takes is about three minutes of rolling around in the dirt for them to be completely covered in the dirt, covered in filth, and they need to be hosed down daily. There always needs to be checks. There always needs to be um, refreshing. There always needs to be this refresher course in how to not sink into even in even as you champion diversity, you sink into sink into white nonsense. And I don't think I think it was important. It's just important now that it happened. I, I see there's a lot of there's a pushback to it, but I was like Blizzard just started getting sort of right within the last two years with overwatch that's it but it's still blizzard's been around for several decades <laughs> so 
they they just kind of got right now. So it's within all rights to challenge what they're challenge them because it's just been two years versus the last twenty. And um, the witch doctor is still here. They never the witch doctor is still here. They never Diablo. fixed the witch doctor. The witch doctor is still here. You can put on Diablo three. They released some variant of Diablo for Switch. Is the witch doctor in that still? Probably. The witch doctor. If you did Diablo three, there is the witch doctor. So. You know, for people acting like the responses that I've seen is that because diversity is such a defining characteristic of Overwatch that there is no reason for for people to be overreacting. And it's considered an overreaction to be asking about a black lady character. But it's again, it's been two years versus the last 20 years. And the non-answer tells us what we need to know. They still didn't, they didn't respond like we were human beings asking them a legit question. They talked through us and there's not answer out of the corner of their mouth. So, yeah, they fucked up. Right. Like, yes, no, I think it's fantastic that there's even an Egyptian character. Also, right. is like my favorite. I'm really, I'm learning, I'm learning Overwatch right now. Right. And because one of my friends bought it for me and it's great. And um, shout out to my homie. She knows who she is, and I love her, and we're going to fight all this weekend. Um, Farrah, like, I'm getting really good with Farrah, and I think it's literally because of Destiny, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, there, like, there's a Chinese woman. We have a Jap- we have a Korean woman. We have Japanese characters. Like, we have a variety of characters, but there literally are, there are no, there's no black women. And, like, the black male characters are problematic in other ways like let's have a talk about doomfist while as a villain is you know peak hyper masculinity and barefoot and whereas lucio is afro-brazilian is a literally skating stereotype oh yeah you know here now that i now that I mean, now that you say that, he reminds me of Skate from Streets of Rage 2, which is a classic, classic problematic character. <laughs> well, yeah, you have you have fast, athletic, and smartass. He is literally, his character is a literal embodiment of a stereotype. Yeah. Which has been brought up by a lot of people. Um, they're like, I still fuck with Lucio. They're like, I still play the fuck out of that character because this is the only Afro-Brazilian character that I have come across, but fuck it, that's a, still a stereotype of a character. It's one of those things where I also don't think people realize, and it's 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 the most annoying thing about the responses to the question about the black characters is they consider, is that people, is that the, the, the I guess the, the edgelords, I guess you can call them jerks, I'm going to be very angry about it. They consider what we're doing an overreaction, but reality is we're still going for the most part to play the game. As long as, like I said, as, as long as there's nothing too terribly egregious, we'll still compromise and play the game. These are critiques that are getting overreactions due to non-answers. You know what I mean? Like the Blizzard could respond like adults to adults, and we'd be fine with it and continue playing Overwatch because Overwatch is very good. It's- right. And the thing is, we're literally asking for a character that is like black women are asking for a character that is representative of the community so they can play that character. They want to play the game. Right. They just want to also be seen in the game that they're playing that also is championed for diversity. Right. And if you list off how many explicitly African or like, sorry, explicitly 
black characters are in video games now like what do we got right and that's something that happens it happens i mean it happens a lot in media we but like how many queer black characters are there in video games mm-hmm. how many queer people are there in video games like mm-hmm. the there's the opportunity to do better and they should do better and we should ask more of our gaming right we should ask more of our, the companies that we're going for like they're there's nothing wrong with that. And there's no reason, and, and nothing wrong. I, yeah, you can go on through. Yeah, so it's just like, black women are just like, hi, why aren't we represented in this? But literally, there are like seven full white women in, like explicitly white women in that game. Right. There are also no trans characters. It'd be great if there were trans characters. And the cool part is, is like, there's actually like in the lore, like black or African characters already in the lore. Like, I believe like, didn't like an African girl actually build Arisa? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I was taken aback when I found out that I I thought we we all thought that was going to be a character. When she sent out her robot and controls it remotely like Shuri, it is cool. But she is not there. <laughs> yeah, where is she? <laughs> she where is. is that character? That would be fantastic. Right. And it's one of those things where it's kind of, it's you know, it's, I mean, I know it, it's kind of Lion King-esque. I'm like, oh, so you had to send in the surrogate, like the robot with the African voice, but not the ro- not the African woman that built the robot. <laughs> you know, just like, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. if I, I mean, there's a, there's a Korean woman inside of her robot. We see her all the time, runs around, jumps out of a robot, just like in a robot. But the African woman that built the robot is off-site working from home <laughs> during the match and uh yeah i'm just we see that but yeah also these are these are um these are critiques these are not these are not attacks these are not assaults and it's always it, the, the response is is that we're overreacting but your response is the overreacting we're asking a question and adults are within all their rights to get annoyed when they get non-answers we're adults we're not being catered to when we were 12 and game developers existed above the clouds on mountains uh, Mount Olympus. And we took all their shit. We're grown now. We are one-to-one, eye-to-eye, with the people that create our media, especially gamers. So we ask questions. It's not an attack. It's a critique. We all like Overwatch. We would just like Overwatch to be better. And we ask more of those who are doing more. It is that way. And to be fair, Blizzard really owes everybody after the Witch Doctor. They should have open ears. They're not and fun. after years of the trolls and the troll lore. Mm-hmm. And how dare you put a full native skin on Farah? Right. I was wondering about that. I was like, that's not her. That's that, not. That, that's a no. You know what you could have done? Released an, like, an indigenous character. Yeah. A First Nation character. And use that amazing design on them instead of on a character that's not First Nation. I just. Y'all. Right. That was bad. This is bad. Y'all keep making like these really awful, awful decisions and then going, but. We were just diversity. As as white people, your work never ever stops 
because you'll always keep fucking up and that's not an indictment on your ability to process any of the information you will always keep fucking up because you're in a position of high-end privilege and a lot of the concerns that you're hearing about you've never heard about until within the last four years so several of you it's 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 brand new to several million white people. All this shit that they're hearing all at once from these people that have been trying to get their voices heard for several, 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 several decades. So you'll always keep fucking up. There will always be work to do. And that's just the way it is. You need to accept that. We're not trying to destroy you. We're, it's, no, we want nice things. We, try, we want everybody to have nice things. We just also want to be humanized in these nice things. Right. And I feel like it's a problem. You don't, you do not work in life. You do not work to stop working. It's a common thread I find where we go to school so we can like be done and no longer learn anything and we get married so we can have a person we don't have to think about. We do not, you do not work to stop working. So you do not, you didn't create Overwatch. Your artist did not create Overwatch so that you can finally check off the diversity box, max level out, and then go play another game. You will always be challenged on it specifically because you decided to go this route clan grand grand wizard wars volume five nobody's asking them about diversity questions that game where all the grand wizards have their death match nobody's asking them about the black and brown characters in that game because they've already tossed their hat in with being completely monochrome that's their thing but you've got you guys <laughs> have, being completely monochrome you've completely done it and that's their thing. But over the Overwatch, particularly as a brand, you decided that you were going to embrace everyone. So now you have to hear everyone. This is the challenge you took. There's nothing more, nothing less. And I don't, you have to be willing to embrace it. Anyone, anyone who's trying to embrace them, who's trying to do better, you will be then challenged to do better. And at no point in your life will you have done everything. No point. So, yeah. But, do better and stop fussing. Everyone else, stop fussing. Stop, stop non-answering. We're adults. Respond like adults. The audience. We're not being entitled. We're not overreacting. It's critique. They took on the challenge of representing us, so we're rounding out their vision because it's going to be wrong because it's a bunch of white folks. It is that way. It is going to be that way. I don't know what to tell you. Until Ryan Coogler takes over the project for Overwatch 2, we have to keep bothering them about it. And even then, we'll keep bothering Ryan Coogler about something else that he's fucking up because we all have blind spots. If you take on the challenge of representation, you will have that. You will have. You will be critiqued. Your vision will be rounded off. Accept it and listen. Also, I hate that just people who keep who can who treat it as an overreaction. You're overreacting. If we ask a question, we don't get an answer. We go, oh come on, and then you start yelling. You're overreacting. You're overreacting. We asked a question. We got no answer. We're adults. Every adult throws up their hands when they don't get an answer. All of us. All of you. So, but that's neither here nor there. Your face is neither here nor there. Bacon, why? Why would I not? I don't know. What's the, what's the I mean, I'm here with a chronic CBT recording. And we have lives to live. It's not our fault. No, actually, it's my fault. Why? You have life to live. I was going to be recording on Thursday. We were supposed to record on Thursday. We had it planned. And then I was like, there's a QT POC meetup 
with like brown people in Seattle because we exist and we're all queer and I'm going to go to that instead of recording. Okay, bye. Right. And I did. And it was wonderful. And it was I don't, so I don't I think soaked up all the melanin and I described video games to people who've never who don't play video games and usually are like, "What?" Right. And I thought think I talked people into playing video games. As you should. And like I said, there's a, that's living your life. You know what I mean? There's a, the show, I mean, we we level with our audience here, unlike Blizzard. We tell them a lot of real life happens. This is real life. How often do these things happen? You're in Seattle. It's mighty white and increasingly dangerous for someone like yourself. So safe spaces are few and far between. So go to them. Go to them. And be delightful. Be the most delicious name in podcasting over there over there and be great and i was i was over there i left my apartment and did something social right so it's more important and i think the audience can appreciate that that you went out there and were great there's no there should be no grumbling because of that um and because this is a three-day weekend and i don't work this three-day weekend i apologize to everybody who does have to work this three-day weekend my condolences hopefully this will help you out um, I will be streaming, so feel free to pay attention to my Twitter. I will just post on my Twitter when I'm going to be streaming. Um, feel free to also watch any of my past broadcasts. I'm told they're entertaining. I am not always great at video games, but I'm entertainingly bad. That's all you can ask. It is still entertaining. I don't know if you'll go to sleep, but you can watch me like try and be sneaky in assassin's creed i am not good at stealth like at all so you can try and watch me like kill a, a fortress full of like 50 58 uh, athenian niggas and then just like try and not die or alert people it's um it's delightful and you'll sleep you'll get your rest i guess you'll get I your you're the only one who says it's relaxing it's restful. I don't know. People People have been... I know a handful of people that when you would stream Stardew Valley, people would go to sleep. Okay, but Stardew Valley is a really sleepy game to watch. That's a good nap game. I don't know if watching me play Overwatch is a good nap game or Assassin's Creed, but Stardew Valley is. Well, I like to attribute it. I'm, gonna, I'm going to attribute it to you and your powers of restfulness. Loud, colorful, restfulness. Right. Okay. Do we have enough time for one more? Probably. We have enough time for how much ever we want. We are adults and we can do what we want. Um, uh, in Red Dead Redemption 2, a.k.a. Rudy Tootie Cowboy Shooty, as Dasha's husband calls it, or best picture simulator, as I call it, um, the apparently you can, um, there are feminists in the game world and, uh, you can punch them, and uh, several people are very excited about this. Trash gentlemen are very this. It's an it's a um, uh, portrayal of women trying to uh, fight women for fighting for their right to vote in the time, and you can um, attack them, which is delightful. And um, I um. I'll just say this before uh, you step in, is that this falls on Rockstar, who frequently talks out of both sides of their mouth, and which is why um, their storytelling is a little untrustworthy. So there is that. 
No, I mean, well, the worst part is, is like, this is the problem when like I, Aaron, Aaron will do this phone call planning session with me and he'll say something and it'll set me off on this. No, you're wrong. And here's why. And I don't, I don't remember anything I said. <laughs> I had this whole spiel about Red Dead Redemption and the suffragettes and I've used it up. Yeah, uh, you had you had several you had several things to say about Rockstar, and the and the fans of Rockstar games, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, that Rockstar frequently talks out of both sides of their mouth, so it make it damages their storytelling. There was a whole slew of things that you were freaking out about for fifteen minutes. It was like a good thirty. <laughs> it was a lot of chat. It was a lot. It was a hefty response to rockstar its fans and why you were originally not you were you were not trusted where you don't you didn't trust red dead 2 because rockstar fans tend to damage the experience of the actual games that they put out because the fans are um while they're created the, the original rockstar creation is fans of people you know the who enjoyed wanton violence in city streets acu like uh, 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 accumulated over the year curated over several decades so Yes, you had a lot to say. It was delightful. <laughs> yeah, like the Rockstar fan base is literally sixty percent of the reason why I don't like Rockstar, and then the other forty percent deals with how Rockstar like caters to those fans. So, like, I genuinely do not like GTA because I've heard cis hetero white men for about a good what fifteen years at this point yes uh talk about gta and what these guys would talk about with gta is literally beating up sex workers they would talk about shooting up people beating up sex workers and how fun it was and then they would at try and act wanna be gangster at school like this is literally my experience with like GT I saw GTA through the lens of white people. The lens of a black person watching white people enjoy GTA. Right. I cannot play GTA because of this. I cannot enjoy GTA because of this. Like like it's because I was surrounded by white people for so long. And again, like I was saying, cis hetero white men. And the conversation was really disgusting. And it still disgusts me now. It disgusted me then and it disgusts me now. And I, I cannot do it. Um, but Rockstar also creates things and would do stuff specifically catering to these audiences. Right. And with like Red Dead and Red Dead Redemption 2, like I think it's fantastic like that they spent all these hours and you know overtime hours and obscene work condition amount of hours into this game that is like a cinematic masterpiece and right. i'm glad that they made it so you can kill kkk members without any penalty you actually however get, you can actually grind them for goodwill what was that you can grind them for goodwill <laughs> yeah you can grind them for goodwill so yeah. that's cool, but the fact that they made it so that, yes, you can beat up suffragettes 
that shouldn't have even been an option. Right. That shouldn't have even been a thing. And the fact that there's a YouTube video of punching suffragettes and that has over 1.2 million views last time I checked and it's gone up and it's just setting fuel to the fire. Cause like, again, YouTube is like just a white supremacist MRA trash heap. Um, that that's a problem to me. Like I like, again, I see these games through the lens of cis hetero white people and white men. And that's like, I can't ignore that. I can't like, that's one of those things is like once I've seen and heard and experienced that and I see how they see the game, I can't like, I can't play that game. I can't do that. Like there's something I think fundamentally wrong with that. Cause again, our media is not created in a vacuum. You're right. Like this isn't this isn't just created in a vacuum at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're talking about historical accuracy, you need to have one in four of those cowboys as black pe- people. Mm. Literally, like cowboys were niggas. They were niggas, and they were they were they were they were uh, black folks. They were Mexicans, and they were Asian, and they're some white dudes. Hmm. But like white dude cowboys were not looked good. They were not, they were not looked great upon. And then you had full on like, like you had landowners who had ranches and stuff. Like I actually want, a, if we're going to have a game in 1800 Southwest, it needs to be 1800 Southwest. You can't be toting historical accuracy if it's not actually historically accurate. What did I say? Like, if you're going to be historically accurate, you need to show some uh, white dudes going and driving some buffalo off a cliff. Um. Yeah, that would be the um, uh, outlining. White people were um, mostly anta- were more antagonistic than the majority of cowboys. So yes, that would be more historically accurate. The character actually, I mean. I mean, he was an outlaw, so it does make sense. Your character is an outlaw in a band of outlaws, so the white cowboys you're with are criminals, which does track, like you said. Yeah, that tracks. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll con- we'll continue. We'll continue our we'll continue our continuing dive into the slowest game in human history, and yeah. um, keep pulling it apart because it's just a just a slow moving ball of molasses. But I do have homework for everybody. Read up on the Southwest because it's fascinating. Like the like the history of the Southwest is genuinely fascinating and legit. Like white people had no idea how to survive. That shit was too hot. It was too dry. When all the pioneers went out west, they were legit dying because they didn't know how to farm. First Nation folks had to like show them how to like. Okay, these are the crops you use. <laughs> these ones don't die and then what do these fuckers do they tried to like kill off all their livestock uh it was really bad it was really bad no but seriously look up southwest history because it's like it's southwest like people talk so much shit about the southwest but then they don't know about southwest history there's a lot there there's a lot just that's your homework it's super cool there you go 
And you know I mean, it's not cool for like anybody not white, but it's still cool. It's still fascinating. Well, there you go. Um, you know what? I think I think we are at our hour. I think we got it. I think we. So white it. people are terrorists. Bungie is full of white people who are terrorists. Red Dead Redemption was was a terrible game. No, I'm not. It's not a terrible game. I'm not playing. I'm not playing it. I can't really say that. I know it's boring. It is a proper. You know what it is. It's properly weighted in its time period. It's not fucking around. It's what are you talking about? That time period was lit. Right, but in terms of locomotion, it's weighted in its time period. That's all. I. Now, granted, that does not mean that it's not. It does not mean that it's exciting. There's no like what I'm telling you. Does it's still boring to ride everywhere on horseback? It's still. It depends on how you feel. I've always said it depends almost entirely how you feel about game graphics, because I it that Red Dead Redemption Two is the most well produced game in human history, by several miles. The dramatic masterpiece. Right. It is the best picture simulator. It is you playing through a western at its best. And it's just a technical marvel at its worst. And as a result, if you enjoy just the wondry of create of, of video game creation, like the fact that this world exists is amazing. It's a land it's visually a landmark title. But if that does not pique your interest, then it is a lot of walking around and horseback riding in a time period where there was not a lot going on per square inch. So do that take do with that what you what you will um if you are into the technical aspects of video game video game graphics then red you you will ne- you will not be bored playing red dead redemption if you are not it's a mixed bag but also check your white friends ask your white friends how they feel about the game and make them give you in-depth explanations indeed check them and if they act like they're attacked, just let them know you want them to do better. That's the moral of the story, by the way. I do judge people by how, what their response is on GTA. I'm not going to lie. I mean, <laughs> do better. Also, I don't blame you. Do better, white folks. That's our show. Thank you guys for listening. Have a pleasant weekend. Bye. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. And here's your weekly reminder that the most delicious name in podcasting is also the most delectable name in the art world. Visit etsy.com slash shop slash lost in pandemonium for the latest prints, posters, bookmarks, notepads, and more from our very own bacon. That's etsy.com slash shop slash Lost in Pandemonium. It reminds me of an ancient African proverb. Help bacon by cake.